everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast, a special edition. Because this week, we are actually doing a group podcast with the Midlife Crisis Task Force. And if you guys would please introduce yourselves for the listeners. I am Lefty. And I'm Pacho. And I am the amazing Rando. <laughs> <laughs> so this was actually Pancho's idea, I believe, that we would all record together to specifically talk about two things. The last recording we did, we talked about all of the new stuff coming in from DC, TV and movie-wise, and asking ourselves, how much do we care? And <laughs> so this week, we're going to do the same thing, except we're going to talk about the Marvel stuff that's coming. And the DC discussion is going to be over on our channel, which should be linked to this when it gets posted. Oh yeah, we will have that in the description. And if there's going to be a tagline to this particular episode, it's going to be Marvel. Slow down. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. Good God. There's, true. there's six new TV shows coming out in 2023, and I believe that's on top of five TV shows that I haven't watched yet. Yeah, not to mention the movies that I haven't watched. I mean, I still haven't watched Wakanda. Um, what is it? Shang-Chi and the Seven Rings, which uh, I heard was really good. Uh, is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Exactly. And it is It is pretty good. It's a lot of fun. And it yeah. was more interesting and more fun. From a cynical viewpoint, you could have almost said, you know, here's our token Asian film. But it wasn't. It was great. It was nice. a lot of fun. Did anyone see Werewolf by Night? No. Huh? No, I heard that was good. Though. I heard that was a good series. I heard that was another one that it's like, seriously, is if you accept it for what it is, I heard it was fun. But yeah. I haven't watched it. When did they do a Werewolf by Night series? This is the first I've heard of that. Two months ago, maybe, yeah. I think. Right before Christmas, I think. Well, that's an indication of two things. One, how out of touch I am with stuff. And <laughs> two, just how much shit Marvel has thrown out. Yeah, yeah I know. You cannot yeah. keep up with it anymore. I, I gave up. I got burned out years ago, I think, before any of the rest of you did. But it was just – it just got to be too much to keep up with. And, and now they're talking – this is like the beginning of Phase 5 this yep. year. Mm-hmm. And there's a Phase 6 in the works. Oh, yeah. And I have this article that IGN put up last October of upcoming properties. It's got 28 different titles. Yeah. 28 different titles. Has anyone seen Moon Knight? No. No, no. Another one that I heard was fun, interesting. I didn't hear it was bad. I've heard that it's like more interesting than it had any right to be. And I think probably a lot of that is due to some interesting writing because they were highlighting the multiple personality disorder of Mark Spector and Oscar Isaac's charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Oscar Isaac was why I was kind of curious, but then every time the commercials came on, I was like, oh, okay, I still have no enthusiasm. I'll tell you what, I have more enthusiasm for that than I did for um, the Eternals. Wasn't that supposed to be kind of bad? Oh, I heard that was terrible. Uh, I mean, no, actually, no, no, no. I'm I, thinking of The Inhumans, which was a TV show, which was apparently god-awful. Um, uh, I think The Eternals was actually kind of kind of good, but it, it didn't uh, you're get a wrong. lot of love. You're, you're wrong. You're, you're outvoted <laughs> and you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> I, no. own, I own that particular disc, so I have a yeah, right here. Uh, <laughs> I paid money to see it, and it's a mess of a movie. I mean, mm. A... I mean, I've got no problem with the multiracial casting. None whatsoever. What really balls it up is that whoever did the writing had no concept of the lore of the source material that could have been drawn from more heavily. Two, they fucking ruined the Celestials. Oh, boy. I didn't think that could happen, but Disney bent over Arishim and took him prison style. Uh, Ouch. To ruin Arishim the judge is beyond unforgivable. 
And oh, they miss so many opportunities. Yeah, it's so interesting. I'm glad to talk to somebody who is actually knows something about the Eternals because when I heard that movie was coming out, I was like, "I'm sorry, what? I, I just don't know anything about the property." Yeah, when I was in high school, I <laughs> sought out on purpose the entire run of however much I could get from the from the comic book shops. Are you talking the old Jack Kirby ones or uh, a more recent one? Oh, that they... absolutely, the Jack Kirby oh, wow. stuff. <laughs> who cares about the new stuff? Jack Kirby, <laughs> Kirby stuff is great. Uh, they ignored to go back. They ignored the lore of the series, and I think they really dropped the ball on that one. Who's next? Well, I think we should like try to touch on some of the MCU stuff that we have liked before we all got sick of it. Uh, Lefty, we haven't heard from you very much, so should we start with you? Well, sure. Um, I'm a big fan of everything for the most part through Endgame, and there was definitely a finale. I mean, it was a finale about it. It was the end of a storyline. They did everything. I like most of the movies there. The ones that I really like, I like Iron Man. I love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. That was some of the best casting they've done. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Uh I did enjoy Black Panther quite a bit. It's just Phase 4, if we're going to loop back to that and upcoming Phase 5. Phase 4 is what I've watched the least of because it's just not interesting to me. It doesn't look interesting. It feels like they kind of wrapped everything up with Endgame and now we're sort of like trying to reawaken interest in something new, maybe? Well, I think so. What I Well, this is just what I've heard off other shows on the internet that phase four was supposed to be just introduction of new characters. And they certainly have done that. Yeah. They've got quite a few in the pipeline here. Right. Has anybody actually seen Wakanda yet? Black Panther Wakanda? No. No. Nope. I have it, but I haven't seen it yet. I I literally just got it this week. I mean, I apparently spoilers. I hear Ironheart was actually teased in Black Panther. So the female Tony Stark, as it were. So I had no, I was reading this article where I was was like, oh, wow, that's when they brought her in. Oh, okay. I literally never heard of that character until this morning, this afternoon when I read the IGN article that we're referring to here. (laughs) I read some, it was probably, I don't know, like 2015, 2016. I was reading some of the comic book. I liked it. I liked the character. I, I can't remember who was on the art for that one, but the art was very pretty. So I'm looking forward to that. I actually have enjoyed some of Phase 4. I really liked WandaVision. I mean, everything about that was great. That was very well done. It was very well done. I, of course, enjoyed the Loki TV series, and I'm looking forward (laughs) to Season 2. Yes, yes, no surprise there. I liked Hawkeye, the Hawkeye TV series. I've watched that twice now. It is such a perfect Christmas TV series. And just, I honestly hope that Jeremy Renner managed to record a bunch of stuff before his accident, because I think he's going to be out of commission for a while now. Yeah, I think he might. That's one of the things that I really like how Marvel's played it. I mean, DC's always had this weirdness where, for some reason, I guess it's contractual, I don't know, that they won't have the same character the same actor playing the same character in the TV and movie versions. And Marvel is just like, no, obviously it's the character. This people love the actor as much as the character. So seeing Hawkeye, um, I guess Daredevil, um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, he was revealed briefly in, was that um, Spider-Man No Way Home, I think? Yes, Yes, that's actually correct. Yes. To bring that in there. I mean, I love the first season of Daredevil. Oh, that's, I said it then and I'll say it now, that is the best adaptation of a comic book superhero to 
a visual medium that I've ever seen. Yeah, not only a good adaptation of the hero, but the kingpin, the ruthlessness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't go wrong with Vincent D'Onofrio. He is, he's always great. It's amazing to see what he did, not only as an actor, but I'm assuming there was some prosthetic work to bulk up his size, but good God, he, he brought the kingpin, not only as, he didn't bring him over as a, as a flat character. He gave him something. He gave him some emotion. He gave him some purpose. And that's great. Seeing him beat that one guy to death with a car door was brutal. But then when he beat that journalist to death, that was when I was actually scared. Because that was when yeah. he realized, okay, it's just, I mean, I don't know why that felt so much more threatening when he did that. I guess the idea that he could just break into anybody's house and beat them to death was kind of horrifying. And they yeah. brought him back for the Hawkeye series as yes. the keep correct? Yes, they did, which was great. <laughs> I've yet to see any of this. So who do we still need to talk to about, um, What? who needs to talk about what they've liked so far? Uh, I'll go. Um, okay. This is a good question. Because <laughs> I've been burned out on this stuff for a long time now. Yeah, you still um, haven't seen Endgame, have you? I still haven't seen Endgame. I just never could get up the gum, the desire. Holy, yeah, fucking shit! I, I, I burn out way before that. Um, it's a three-hour it movie. It's well, that doesn't bother me. It, it doesn't just, feel like it. That's the great part of it. It just got to be too much to keep up with, and especially when the TV series started coming out, and they were all linked together, and it was just. Uh, I really enjoyed the first Iron Man and the first Captain America was good. Yes. And a lot of uh, the first Avengers was great. I really love that film. Uh, It it just just really got it got to be too much after that. (laughs) Yeah, the first Avengers, I still think the first Avengers is like the high water mark, probably for the whole Marvel engine, I suppose. I mean, just that they had spent all that time to do all that work and it was so well written and it was fun and the effects were great. I really, it's my favorite out of all of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a really good proof of concept movie that they could actually make separate movies for individual characters. So that to the point where you actually identified with them or liked them and then have a big ensemble movie where you weren't having to ask, okay, who is this person and why should we care? I really enjoyed the, uh, the WandaVision TV series just because of the concept behind it, the way they would, they cast each episode as a sitcom from a different decade with something else going on. And then I thought it had a really good ending and Falcon and the Winter Soldier was pretty good. Not great. But it was a good action series. It was fun. Yeah. 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 I'll jump in really fast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to to jump in, but Captain America in almost every translation out of the comic to some other meeting medium, whether it be television or or movies, think back to the 1991, they gobbed on him. And even in some of the books, they just gobbed on him like they had had no idea what to do with him. But you had Joe Russo as director behind the first Avenger. And uh, not Joe Russo. I've got the wrong guy's name. Anyway, the director behind <laughs> the first Avenger, uh, whose name I cannot remember right off the top of the bat, and I'm sorry for that. But he also did the Rocketeer, so he's got he's got some experience with handling an extra normal type, fascinating character in a past setting. And the way they handled with the writing, I mean, I was literally as a comic book nerd in tears when I saw the original Human Torch at the World's Fair. So they really, uh, really cherry-picked proper things to show. And they enabled his character to really grow. But then the Russo brothers did get uh, control over the direction. And then you got that great 
Winter Soldier film that felt like a genuine spy movie. Yeah, that was fun. And then further on with Civil War to handle another ensemble film that if you look at Hollywood history by every right should have failed with the Avengers and should have failed again with Civil War and to still be handled deftly, to still be handled with a plot still be handled with character development. And I think that's what really saves those films. I think I agree. They don't skimp on the writing in the movies for the most part. And I think that's one of the things that I really, I never expected to like any of the Ant-Man movies, but you got Paul Rudd's comedic timing, which is just fantastic. And some really clever, clever writing. And that I think is the only thing that I'm worried about with the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, whatever we're saying that and everything. I'm worried they're going to make it too heavy because there was such a lighthearted, fun thing about the first two Ant-Man movies. Well, they, were, they were heist movies, yeah. They were, yeah. And the trailers for the new Ant-Man movie just look off the charts. I mean, they look really, really good and exciting. But I also am just like, let's not forget that the Ant-Man stuff, I think, is supposed to be funny. Well, maybe they, they might be doing a bit of course correcting. And, I mean, I don't think the overall reception of Phase 4 has been as ecstatic as the other three. I don't yeah. And maybe they feel like they've got to do something like that, make it a little darker. I, I mean, I don't know. That does seem to be the DC way, certainly. DC is like, <laughs> well, if we're struggling, just make it darker and grittier. I think they've had more misses than really spectacular hits. But by the same token, they need they need to deal with these characters in this ongoing machine of a universe, especially in an ongoing meat grinder of Disney pumping out films and shows as fast as possible 28 Uh, over the next three years yeah yeah they need disney needs to just pump the brakes please please for god's sakes pump the brakes but anyway we will get to that Uh, (laughs) i had a question before before we leave because i was sort of scanning through this article and everything yeah, yeah yeah i kind of think i know what the answer is to this one but did anybody here ever watch the X-Men animated series in the 90s? Yes. Oh, yeah. Really? Not all, not all the way to the end, but some of it, yeah. Yeah, good, Man, like, five or six episodes at least, to the point where I could recognize the theme music. Oh, wow. that's Because uh, I, I feel like I maybe saw, like, one episode. And um, I just, I'm, I, the craze around that, I always felt it was like a generation just a little bit younger than us. It is such a touch point for them. So I'm glad on their behalf that they're going to be revisiting X-Men 97 or whatever they're calling it. Um, I saw that. I was very surprised, but I shouldn't have been surprised. There's so much love for that series. So maybe I'll have to go watch the old episodes. Well, yeah, that was in um, Doctor Strange in the, what, Mountains of Madness? Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse of Madness, yes. Yeah. um, So when Professor X actually shows up, you heard the theme music in the background. It was from the animated series. And I think everybody who was a fan of that series just about lost their minds. Not only that, but he was in the actual wheel, the hover chair. Yep, the the banana. Yeah, he totally was. Man, I actually got a little bit choked up when he appeared. (laughs) I was just like, yes, it's all I wanted. Oh, my God. And then uh, Wanda comes along and murders everybody. Oh that was a bit God, of a that surprise. was so brutal. Wow. Does anyone ever watch the um, Everything Wrong with So-and-So-and-So series on YouTube? Haven't in a while. No. Oh, that is some fun stuff. I mean, you have to, like, have a sense of humor about it because he will pick these movies apart. But he did Everything Wrong with... Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And he talked about that specifically. He said, it's like the worst Christmas ever where your parents show you all of the toys that you've always wanted, but they're so limited edition, you never thought you'd have them. And then they take them out back and burn them all. So that's <laughs> what they did. To people. 
Nice. That's harsh. That is very harsh, but yeah. I don't think I don't. No lies detected yeah. there. Well, I like to ask you ladies a question, just out of curiosity, because you, you seem, sound like you've seen more of the TV series than I've watched any of them. Did either one of you watch She-Hulk? No, no. I've heard, heard good, good things, things about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I was just curious. You've heard good things. Yeah, we've oh, heard I've just heard awful good. things about that. Things. I've not heard any good things. Uh, man, I think there's a lot of the the Marvel bros out there really trashed it. I mean, it's like anytime you have a real strong female character who can beat up guys and everything, there's a certain percentage of the population that just really wants to hate on it. That's an interesting point. That's a very, very interesting point. But most of what I've heard about it uh, stemmed from, I'm sure there was some obvious bias, but I haven't seen it as a sexist bias. A lot of the negative stuff I've heard is from the behind the scenes when the, the actress behind it all was basically saying they they stand behind the VFX artists with whips and just beat them to death to get the stuff done. On. Oh, no, oh. I did hear that conversation that Marvel has been probably because of all this stuff that they're churning out all the time. And there have been like effects artists and designers and everything who are like, it is a sweatshop environment. I mean, well, it's, it's got to be. How can, how can you get all this stuff out if it's without it being one? I mean, especially when it has to be photorealistic. Yeah. And there's yeah. only so many people in the world who have the skills to do this. So you're either going to yeah. have to, you know, work them to death or you're going to have to start sacrificing quality. And then you have all the, the whole like cooks, too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing when they've been working their asses off to get something done. And at the last minute, some producer some money guy in the back end's like oh hey instead of having it this can we have it like seven other characters instead you're like oh god you know it's i'm sure it's awful or they pull a batgirl and just shit can the whole thing or that whole debacle with um with the sonic movie the first sonic movie where they released the trailer and it was god awful and they made those poor effects artists redo everything and i wonder Who greenlit that initial design? It was terrible. I don't know. Yeah, that's head should have rolled for that one. Oh, I'm sure some did. Yeah, well, not not the people who are responsible. Somebody got fired for it, but I'm not sure the people that needed to get fired. I mean, the only thing that would justify any of that was what if it was just like this really amazing ad campaign where they drummed up interest by showing like just the clips that were done in a shit fashion, but meanwhile, the regular movie was already done. And then they get to come along and say, oh, we decided to save the com- uh, the movie and now it looks so much better. Yeah, the fans have spoken, so. Yeah? Yeah. yeah never know. It would be so brilliant. I have a hard time believing that's how it happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, Catherine, I love your optimism. I adore <laughs> it. It's like a wonderful little gold key book. Yeah. Uh, but I think you're, I think you're giving the suits Way too Way much. Way too much credit. credit. It, it is probably more <laughs> likely that some poor people got worked half to death to try to fix the designs that they were probably the entire time going. Guys, wait a minute. I don't think this is going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all were talking about budgets, and I was yeah. reading with the new with the shakeup at Disney with Bob Iger coming back. Yeah, they uh, were talking about they were going to slash the budgets for pr- upcoming projects by $30 billion. Oh, oh, wow. I'll wow. bet you a bunch of the titles on this list are never going to see the light of day then. I oh, boy. That's going to be the case. Uh, yes. I kind of think if anything was going to go, <laughs> I saw on the list 
that they're planning a Fantastic Four movie for 2025. I'm oh like, really, God. guys? Again, where you're going to try it? And again? the director they caught that they originally hired has quit. So, <laughs> oh, now what about the um the Blade movie that's coming out in 2024? Does anyone have any hope for that? Because I haven't seen any of the rest of that series. I like that actor, Marshala. Yeah, yeah, he's Marshala wonderful. Ali. I mean, yeah, Marshala. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be an interesting movie for an update, but. The first Blade film was actually pretty fucking good. I can't help but wonder. I can't remember what studio put it out, but I can't help but wonder if this is a rights thing uh, to hold on to a, a property that's been released that's that old. I mean, it's already had three that's films possible. out about it. Or if, or if it's Sorry. simply that they want to give it the quote-unquote MCU-ification yeah, of that character to fully bring it into the fold. Well, this is the last sentence of the little write-up they did on the IGM article. The film has been pushed back to September. The release date has been pushed back to September 6, 2024 from the original date of November 3, 2023. As production uh, has reportedly halted due to Ali's dissatisfaction with the script and the departure of director Bassam Tariq. So, mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Some, some thunderclouds in the horizon then yeah 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 if they push it back and it's a better product then everybody will be better for it yes yeah agreed yeah. i mean they, they could cut so much cru- they could cut probably a lot of the television series and save the solid stories that for the movies especially when those are already in the can but so you know quote unquote but may need a little bit more post work and get rid of some of the things that just aren't that are long shots that are just aren't going to work. Looking at this list, just real quick, just, yeah. just a quick point. I'm looking at this list, and you're talking about maybe getting people back into the theater. I don't see anything here that's really going to draw anything. If Ant-Man and the Wasp doesn't do it, I don't see any of these other ones drawing people in. Not until 2025 when the next Avengers film comes out. Yeah. Which I will definitely see that in the theater, yeah. Guardians 3 might be good enough. Possibly. Maybe. Possibly. Could be. Could be. I kind of want to see how that story shakes out because the Gamora, uh, you know what? I was just going to have some spoilers in there. So since uh, Pancho hasn't seen that one yet, I'm going to shelf that I comment. I don't Never think mind. he cares. Don't worry but... about it. I, I don't. <laughs> okay. So since our Gamora is dead and we now have a multiverse Gamora, they've already hinted that there's going to be some tension between her and uh, Star-Lord because he's, you know, he's in love with her. And she's like, I don't know who the hell you are. So I'm, right. I, don't, I don't usually get into the romancy type of stuff, but I'm like, I want to see what happens there. I'll tell you one thing that I'm sort of looking forward to. I saw the Thunderbolts title and I thought, I don't really know anything about that, but apparently that's going to be about the Marvel heroes who are kind of hired to do the dirty work. And I think it's going to involve the, um, the guy who took over as Captain America until he got kicked out. Yeah. But it's also going to have Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Florence Pugh and Sebastian Stan. And I kind of want to see all of them in the same movie. I think that'll be Sam. fun. I would love to see Pugh and Stan. It's their version of Suicide Squad, then. I think so. I'll, I'll take well, it. not really. Uh, well, what worries me is if they try to do some fringe heroes in that. That would worry me because if James Gunn is not in charge of the fringe hero stuff, it's going to flop. I don't know who's Maybe. directing yeah, this. I have who no knows? idea. Or even if it'll happen. But James Gunn also wrote those films, though. That's I mean, true. I mean, for God's sake, look at how he saved Suicide Squad. Sorry to cross empires here. But <laughs> holy crap. I mean, Starro? 
Starro, for God's sake. And what he did with uh, freaking Guardians to take a bunch of fringe heroes and throw them out there without previously introducing you to them. Whoever is in charge of Thunderbolts had better have balls of steel (laughs) and a solid story or it's going to fail. It is directed by Jake. Schreier. Never heard of him. No, I never heard of him either. And I'm looking at his uh, IMDb page here. Oh, he did a couple of um, Justin Bieber music videos. Oh, music. He's done a bunch of music videos. (laughs) That follows Marvel's um, trajectory of hiring nobodies. Which I'm like, if they're good for the role or or the part or the job or whatever. Well, that's the thing. Are they, though? Well, I mean, Kinka Usher was a good example of that. I mean, I frankly, I think Mystery Men is a pretty damn good film. Oh, I enjoyed that, yeah. And Kinka Usher's prior experience to that was doing fucking commercials and music videos. That's yeah, but you're talking about a different age, too. That movie, we're talking, I'm talking Marvel budgets. Mystery yeah. Men didn't cost Granted, granted, you have an excellent point. <laughs> I mean, Though sometimes I think, you know, like you were talking about shaking things up a little bit. We're all getting a bit of Marvel fatigue. And for me, some of that... The um, Thor Ragnarok. I mean, that was such a departure from the other Thor movies, which always had a little bit of humor in it. But Thor Ragnarok just got bonkers in places, and I really enjoyed that. So I'm like, or um, oh my god, the um, that was fun. Who, was fun. who directed? Um, why am I blanking on his name? Um, uh, Doctor Strange. The, no, I know that. No, oh, no, um, no, no. Sam Raimi did Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, yes. and yeah. that is just like the the Raimiest Marvel movie that you will ever see. I mean, he even said that he wasn't going to go into it with like the zombies and monsters until he found out people were like, no, that's what we want you to do with this movie. So, and it was great. Yeah. It was good. And it actually, it, I mean, it worked. He had a reason to tie it back to a zombie. Yeah, yeah. That was my favorite moment of the whole movie. Did anybody see the stinger scene off the end of that film? Yes. Oh, where he said it's over? Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah yes. that, was, that was for the, the fans, quote unquote. I mean, not not just Raimi fans, but Campbell fans. Yeah. Question, Did um, before I forget... Did James Gunn direct the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that came out this year? I believe he was supposed to, but I don't know if he actually did. But that sounds like something he'd do, especially after that music video he did. And there's a a sequel to that coming out, another holiday special. Our movie reviewer, Mm. who is like the most forgiving movie reviewer we've ever had, hi Hugh, and he just, he loved it and... It was funny that it was like, obviously, it's Guardian of the Galaxy. It's going to be funny. It's a holiday thing. It's going to be tongue in cheek. But he's like, there was actual character development in that movie. And there was like plot points. They're going to pay forward into some of the next Marvel movies. So it wasn't just a toss away holiday special. It was actually a part of the MCU. And now I have to see it. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this as a group. How many other pre-MCU, how many other James Gunn films have you seen? I probably I have no haven't seen any. Idea. What has he, he done? I, I will give you one that, if you look at it, will give you an idea of what he's done. First and foremost, Super. Never saw it. Yep. That is a fantastically, darkly funny film about a kind of a loser guy who has a complete and utter mental breakdown when his wife... Leaves him for her drug dealer. Oh, my. oh wow, that's dark. gracious! And all of a sudden, he starts. He in his mental break, this Christian superhero starts to tell him that he's the one. He's been chosen by God to make a difference in this rotten world. And from <laughs> that, he decides that he's going to be his own superhero. 
And it is a bizarre film that will not end in any way that you can predict. <laughs> if it, if you could predict, if you could watch that film and genuinely and truthfully report to me that you predicted the ending, I will give you 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that does sound like James Gunn. He does like to do the unpredictable, which is why it's so awesome that they handed in the movie with the raccoon and the talking tree. Yes, you know? exactly. Do something weird with it, you know? I dare any one of you to admit that if you saw the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you did not cry over a tree when he said, we are Groot. <laughs> it was wonderful. So I loved it. Now, speaking of tear up, I, I didn't want to forget to ask this. How old is this IGN article? This Poncho? is from October of last year. Okay. So have anybody heard anything about whether or not Tom Holland is going to continue to be Spider-Man? Because I know that was in question for I a don't while. Know. I, don't I think know. there right. is some Spider-Man live-action Spider-Man movies in the works. So they do have on it. here live-action Spider-Man sequels, plural dates to be determined. So they've got to bring. Yeah, it that was that was I a real so. question mark. They also have Spider-Man freshman year with a date of 2024, and that's an animated uh, one. I'm not sure. Let me like that was a write-up. Oh about that God, I, I hope yeah. they can that. I really do. Based on what they've already done. Between the two different studios, I was just about to ask, has anybody seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yes. 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 I love it. Yes. I love it so much. It's so good. good. Right to be good. And it was awesome. I'm looking forward to the sequel on that's coming out it soon. Was surprisingly good. I mean, that's the only really, I mean, they blew it with the reboot of Spider-Man. And then they were like doing another reboot of Spider-Man, but it was between the two studios and that clicked. And then they did another one with Miles. And holy shit, that was better than any right that it had to be. It oh, yeah. was awesome. It was so good. Also, the whole weirdness with the different spider people from different universes. I mean, Nick Cage shows up. If it had been handled wrong, it would have been just the goofiest, like the anime character and all that kind of stuff. And yet it worked. Oh, my God. Um, Spider-Ham. Who knew Spider-Ham would have actually worked? That was great. <laughs> and it didn't detract. Nope. I just liked how they did all of the effects with Miles and his spider sense. He's walking mm. through the uh, the abandoned warehouse and he's standing in front of a window. And all of a sudden you see these lines silently appear out the window. Look out. <laughs> So well done. It's Every bit great. of great. I love that. I honestly didn't think I would. I resisted it for the longest time. I did And then too, suddenly actually. it showed up on Netflix. I watched it. I loved it. I bought it. I saw it in the theater. Not only did I see it in the theater, I saw it in a theater that has the D-Box seats. Ooh. I don't know if you guys Ooh. are familiar with that. It was so fun. <laughs> it was great. We don't have those fancy seats on this side of the country. No. We have one theater in San Diego who has them. Exactly one. <laughs> and it's the cheap theater, too. I don't know how they managed to swing that. But anybody really? who hasn't been on before, they're the seats that move around with the action that's going on the screen. It's oh, my awesome. God. Yeah, it's great. The Spider-Man freshman year series, going back to that, is going to be an animated series. Mm-hmm. Follows Peter Parker on his way to becoming Spider-Man in the MCU. I don't know what all that means. With a journey unlike we've ever seen and a style that celebrates the character's early comic book roots. That's a quote from somewhere. It doesn't give us Unclear I... if Tom Holland will be reprising his role, but it will, it will feature Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And several other characters from Spider-Man. I honestly hope that gets cut. 
because it's not necessary. It's absolutely yeah. not necessary. It, it it sounds like a cash grab. Well, well I mean, if I'm honest, of some, of the, is. Yeah, some of the stuff is. on this does sound like that, yeah. Some of this stuff they're coming up with, and we've discussed this on our podcast with these Marvel films, is how long is it going to get before they start scraping the bottom of the barrel for characters to make series out of? Like, some examples here. Wonder Man. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wonder Man could... Could no, no, be don't, interesting. Don't but that's I such a obscure character. Everything such that has gone before. Character. Hang on, right. stay with me now. With everything that's gone before that, the world has been blessed with or cursed with in certain cases. I don't think he would be a good character to introduce unless he was a background character. Well, he's, they've got him his own property here. I don't know if it's TV or movie. It says date to be determined, so it may never happen, and I'm betting it won't. But I hope it doesn't, to be honest. Another example is Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Which you- Oh, no, 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 no. She was, because of WandaVision, I mean, there is like, I don't know how much you've seen on Twitter and everything. She has quite the cult following. Oh, really? People okay. are really oh, excited that's about right, that That's one. right. Her name yeah. Was Agatha. I forgot that. I haven't seen the show, but I understand the the, the concept of the character. And yes, I I agree with you. She uh, just from what I've read, from what I understand about the the following of of WandaVision, she's really gotten a good character. She is uh, she's a great actress too. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, You've seen bad words, but she was awesome in that. No, but she was then. Glass onion, yes. yes. She was very yes. good in glass. This is an example of another problem I have with a lot of Marvel properties. Every character gets spun off into its own series. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or at least they hint that every character is going to get spun off into its own series. And it's like, God, people, not every character needs its own series. I'm okay with it as long as, I mean, we're talking, we're not talking like, you know, typical network TV series of 22 episodes. I mean, a six episode miniseries with a character. I'll buy it. I'm okay with it. Let's count our blessings. There has been no damage control series yet, even though they got Tyne Daly to obviously play an agent of damage control. It's coming. (laughs) (laughs) They have one listed here called Marvel Zombies. Oh, yeah. That's another one that's got a roll call following. That should go. That should go, go, go. No, no, no. There's enough people who are really clamoring. I mean, the, the zombie nerds are always going for Why? it. The Marvel Why? Are, Marvel Zombies in particular, we found that out when they did the Battleworld series back in like 2014. And there was a character, Elsa Bloodstone, I think. And we were talking like, oh, she's a cool character. This is a really neat invention for this series. Yeah, she's been around for a long time with the Marvel Zombies series. So Bloodstone? Is she related yeah. to the original Bloodstone character? It's her dad. Uh, okay. All right. That figures. But yeah, still... Yeah. He was such a niche, tiny little box of a character. I don't get. I mean, they had they had a they had a Captain America storyline. They had a bit with with uh, Bloodstone, and I want to say Baron Zemo, but I might be wrong on that one. Baron Zemo is another character when he was introduced. That was in Civil War, I guess. When he was introduced, I was so clueless. I'm like, who? Who's this guy? And everybody's like, it's Baron Zemo, and I'm like, sorry, Baron Zemo, the son of Baron Zemo. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell, um, I just want to try to put a little something in perspective with these movies. You're talking about them pumping them out. How many movies do you think? That, I, I mean, I'm no, I don't have it in front of me, but how many Marvel movies have they been? When did this mess start? Fifteen years ago? Oh, oh yeah, so I think so. Iron Man, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Iron Man. So how many? Are you, are you talking Disney? Yes. Or are you talking Paramount? Or are you talking overall? 
mean like MCU specifically? MCU specifically. I want to put something in perspective. Wow. All right. So with Paramount, I'm looking up a Wikipedia article right now. Okay. I just want to put something in perspective. While you look this up, I'll tell you this number. James Bond's been around, what, 60 years? Mm-hmm. At yep. least. Uh, there's only been 27 films. Yeah. yeah I think I've never <laughs> heard that statistic before. In 60 years. How many we have there? On this list, okay. what they have titled is The Infinity Saga. Oh, shit. Okay. I wasn't all of them. Fuck. <laughs> what they, they have it broken up into The Infinity Saga, The Multiverse Saga, and then Future. There were 23 movies just in The Infinity Saga. Holy which is wow. from... Starts with Iron Man, released in 2000, May of 2008, and ends with Spider-Man Far From Home, released on July of 2019. So less than 15 years. And there's 17 more listed in the Multiverse Saga, which begins with Black Widow, released in July of 2021, and goes through several unreleased films. All the way up to May of 2026 wow. with Avengers Secret Wars. It feels really weird to actually be complaining about this sometimes. Like, if I knew back when Avengers came out that there would come a time when I'm like, I'm tired. It's enough. Slow down. I'm, I'm really surprised that I've gotten to the point where I do want them to put on the brakes. Just a little. So that total, if every one of these movies comes out, will be 40 films. Golly. Amazing. From 2008 until 2026. Whew, wow. Look at the business side of it, though. When Disney acquired Fox, everything. They they adopted this thing of a freaking meat grinder mentality of we're going to just crank out stuff three, four, five movies a year, three, you know, or, or some amount of movies and some amount of television shows because they were desperate to get their Disney Plus thing off the line and into people's homes so that they could get that sweet, sweet subscription money that they couldn't get off of films. So they they introduced exclusivity, but they also introduced just this meat grinder mentality of, oh, well, we just, we'll just hire other writers or, or contract writers and we'll just dump out product. We don't care. It's like they never learned their lesson from Star Wars. Yeah. And Star yeah. Wars just Good has point. burned a number of people out, especially moi, and mm. and produced films that even people like. But I sit here and question, what is the purpose of this film other than a cash grab? Hello, Rogue One. Um, one addendum to this list of 40 films. These are just films. That's not including the right. TV series. Oh, God. That's a whole other separate list of stuff. Man. And they should count their lucky stars that some of them have been successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's just oversaturating things. And I it is. It's going to, yeah. They're basically going to be, they're just basically throwing shit against the wall, seeing what stick, I think. And now DC and is going to be coming out with a shitload of properties, superhero properties. Well, that. The competition is going to kill them both, in my opinion. It's possible. Here's a question, though. There have been successful TV shows and successful movies and unsuccessful ones. Mm -hmm. Have any of the unsuccessful ones lost money? Probably Mm -hmm. not. I don't think. That's a good question. That's our answer right there. When an unsuccessful Marvel movie still makes back its budget and then some, they're going to keep on doing it. But that's just it. But there's different levels of budget. You've got budget to actually produce the show, pay the actors, pay the set designers, yada, 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 all the behind the scenes stuff. But then there's the marketing budget. And holy fucking shit. 
if yeah. they don't double not only the production budget and the marketing budget, you can't call it a success. I did have a question because I was talking with Poncho about this a little while ago. They've always had celebrities pushing products and putting, you know, the the logos and everything on cereal boxes and everything. Before MCU, have they ever had this much instances of the characters pushing a product, like the characters pushing a car in a car ad or, I don't know, Ant-Man selling beer? And it just it feels like this is sort of a new thing, that instead of the celebrity, it's the character now that's trying to get us to buy things. They've done that with James Bond. Right. They've done that with Star Wars, but not to the extent that they've done the last few months with the Wakanda Forever and with the new Ant-Man movie. It's like oh, every time. I wholeheartedly agree with you. There's always been a level of product placement. Yeah, every time I see I see like commercials, it's like every third commercial is like for a product featuring characters from one of those films. It's like, it's, it's, it's inescapable. I think it's been more subtle up until literally within the past two, three months. Yes, exactly. You see stuff, you see stuff in niche markets like toys, like, greeting cards or birthday cards or some such. Now you have the rec- the star recognition coming from these high, high, high profile movies. And you have the stars hawking more things than would normally be done, especially by people who consider themselves quote unquote movie stars. And that's fairly recent. You wouldn't, I mean, like before 20 years ago, you would never ever see a star hawking something on a commercial outside of the United States. Outside of the United States, it might be more common, but that was was during the time when they thought that stooping to the level of commercials was a bad thing. Right. I mean, there's an entire website devoted to high-profile stars doing commercials for Japanese products. And I have to wonder if part of this is brought on just by the rise in streaming, because I do remember you would hear about celebrities that were kind of sniffy about the idea of doing a TV show. Oh, they'd never do that. And now you've got Marvel bleeding over into their TV properties. And it feels like it's just kind of opened everything up to this saturation that now you've got actors who are movie stars, but also TV stars, but also doing regular commercials. You make an excellent point, and I think it's a combination of the globalization of streaming and the amount of zeros Disney can put on a check. True. Well, I was just wondering about that. I mean, certainly inflation being the way it is right now and the economy looks a little shaky. Has Marvel just made a push to be just like, you know, we need some more revenue (laughs) here. Let's get the stars doing some more commercials. Let's build that into their contracts. And this, I might be totally off base here. I might be dipping, dipping into fantasy land here, but you have certain stars reprising their roles as certain characters. I wonder how much it is they like their characters that they're willing to do this versus stars like the, uh, the uh, why can't I think of his name? And I hate to say like this, but the black fella from the new Star Wars films saying like, no, yeah. they ain't going to Disney plus me. And he yeah, just yeah. bowed out of the whole thing. Well, he certainly got a lot of abuse. Talk about the Star Wars bros giving him a hell of a lot of abuse. I can understand him wanting to back away from that. That's bullshit. He, he got nothing to do to do and that's horseshit and i feel bad for him well they got that was the dumpster fire of a series to attack the block watch that british film he's he's so much more fun and engaging as a character in that film 
than any of the Star Wars crap. What's the um, Guillermo del Toro movie? Pacific Rim. He was in the second Pacific Rim movie, which is not a good movie by any standards. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He, he was. was so fun in that. He really was. The first one wasn't either. <laughs> the first one, in my opinion, was so good that there will never be a live action Evangelion film. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. That's, that's the Evangelion well, movie. Well, the right first there. one had the same composer as the first Iron Man movie doing the music. And that, uh, is, that, that makes explain. a difference, I think. Yes, it does. I'd like to gauge the room with a question. Yeah, go, go for it. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I don't give a shit at all, and 10 being I'm so excited I can't stand it, what is everyone's overall impression of the upcoming Marvel releases? Probably a solid 5. Yeah. I was going to go for a six to me. Like, I'm more than neutral, but not that enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastic about a few. I'm going to agree with Catherine. Yeah, a solid five, maybe four and a half. (laughs) I would say an eight on Guardians 3, probably an eight or a nine on the next Sony animated Spider-Man. And everything else is like a solid, like, frickin' three or a two. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going with four. I just, gotcha. I'm not, I can't get excited about this stuff anymore. And I wish, I just wish I was like 15, you know, again. Yeah. 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 You hit the nail on the head. We are yeah. definitely outside of the target demographic. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm solidly in the target demographic. I'm just tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that is going to wrap us up for the week. So make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the book reviews, the movie reviews, the comic book reviews, the fan art galleries. And guys, where can they find the Midlife Crisis Task Force? We have a website, mlctaskforce.com. We are on Twitter. While there still is a Twitter, MLC underscore Task Force. We have a Facebook group, Midlife Crisis Task Force. We can also be found wherever finer podcasts are downloaded. You know, I actually found your guys' Instagram page the other day. You haven't done anything with it, but I found it. <laughs> we have an Instagram page? You have an Instagram page? I'll send you the link. So. Yeah. When the myself. fuck did I make an Instagram page? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's already made. Yay. Oh, my anyway. God. Pancho is that awesome. He's made so much stuff he can't remember it. He made it in his sleep. <laughs> yes. I wonder if that got made when I created the Facebook group and I didn't realize it. Oh, they are part of the same company. Maybe it made it for you automatically. Yes, send me the link because I'll be goddamned if I remember doing it. But. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all that and more, pixelatedgeek.com and Midlife Crisis Task Force. Thank you guys so much for coming onto the show. And Thank we you. Definitely- I want to thank you for having us. Thank you so much. And we did a similar discussion to this about the DC Universe, which will be over on our channel. So go check it out. We'll have links to that in the podcast description. So nice to talk to really super knowledgeable people. And we really, really appreciate it. We certainly do. That's right. You get a link. You get a link. Everybody gets a link. (laughs) Even an Instagram link we didn't know we had. So So one way or the other, we will talk to all of our listeners sometime soon because we're specific. Talk to y'all later. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.
That went well. Hey, that went very well. Let me turn my camera. We have an Instagram account. You're serious about that. I swear to God, I'll look it up. I found it because I actually like, I forget what I, oh yeah, because. That is news to me. Unless I did it years ago, the first time we did this and I forgot about it, but. And I know, I know it's, I know it's your guys's. Um, because I think one of your guys' names is attached to it. So it's oh, like, wow. I think this, I don't even, I know, I'm not even sure there's a post on it, but I found it. I was like, that's totally them. But I see Midlife Crisis Farms, Midlife Crisis Command Center. Oh, here we are. Chris, you did this. Send it over. You created this. Oh, you found it? I have not. I have not created It's got a picture of Scarlet on it. See? Surprise. I do not. Have any idea? <laughs> I don't know. I, got there. I don't know. I got there either. Let's see. I swear to God, I don't remember doing that. <laughs> I don't. That's I have no hilarious. fucking clue. Maybe I did when we originally did it, like you said. A I don't Phantom know. Instagram account. 